This episode of Y'all Heard is sponsored by Friday the 13th. Because if you think you're going to record a podcast debunking the superstition, your audio is going to suck ass halfway through. So, yeah. Y'all heard? Hey, everybody. This is Y'all Heard. A podcast for me, Marissa Phillips. And me, Pete Phillips, bring you a show where two people who aren't related tell you some stuff. Um, in this episode, uh, what I told Pete before we started filming, yes, we we're filming. Yeah. Uh, that I drank some wine ahead of time, and sometimes wine will make me fun, and sometimes it'll make me tired. It's the latter, and I'm a little sluggish. This show's gonna suck. That's what we're trying to say. I'm on. Not true pills but i don't know how long they last (laughs) i'm on antidepressants Ooh, that was telling marissa (laughs) i'm an antidepressant because i don't know if me taking them last night would still last i don't know anyway in other words we tell you things you didn't know you needed to know like all of that (laughs) yeah exactly so pete how was your week my week has been okay um, the best thing that I learned this week is that Instagram added a feature where you can mute people so they don't show up in your feed anymore. Ooh, I gotta <laughs> and do I've that. Never been happier. <laughs> Cause there's like yeah. a bunch of people that like I followed when I knew them, but I don't really know them anymore, and I don't want to unfollow them just in case they might notice. Oh, I just went the distance and decided <laughs> to burn bridges and unfriend people that I know were insulted. <laughs> For a fact, like actively insulted that they probably actively hate me. So yeah. How about you? My weekday was lame. No, Fourth of July was fun. Um, since my boyfriend doesn't listen, I'm gonna keep just telling stories about my boyfriend <laughs> until he listens. We went to a Japanese steakhouse that had a special <laughs> where it was uh, discounted if you get all you can eat. So for thirty five dollars, we can get all you can eat. He's just like, get all the expensive meats. I have a stomach problem. Mm-hmm. After like four meats, I laid back and was having a meat episode. <laughs> and I had to go to the bathroom and collect my myself. And after eight meats, my boyfriend went in the bathroom, came back and his face was wet. It's <laughs> a good sign. And then he said, I have to go for a walk. <laughs> Then left the restaurant. That's what I was hoping for. <laughs> then came back. And ate more meats. And then ordered three more meats. Yes. <laughs> and that still haunts me. <laughs> but I'll get past that. There's a guy who wants to get his money worth. Um, I don't know. Also, I encourage everybody to call 570-POD-WAD-1 if you would like to speculate what the measurement factor of one meat is. You can, you can leave your guest in ounces, uh, you can leave it in pounds, whatever you or feel. Or slices. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't one big piece of Oops, <laughs> let me not give it away. Anyway, then, oh, my brother came this weekend and paid for a lavish penthouse hotel, which apparently there was, like, a top-tier room you could get, and then there was a penthouse, which was even better and my brother asked the lady, he's like, what's the difference between the penthouse and the blah, blah, blah? And the lady said, like, it has more gadgets. So oh, we didn't know what I feel that like, was. I feel like your brother might be into gadgets, though. 
My brother just took it without asking. We still don't know what the difference. It might have had more toasters and wine openers. I don't know. There was also a washing machine in the hotel. Um, but it was really cool. We had like a panoramic view of all of Philadelphia, and I almost liked where I lived. And I watched Beetlejuice again, and I realized that movie's a classic piece. Give me that hotel. Oh, it also had like a rooftop garden. It was weird because you could tell they weren't prepared to be a hotel. Mostly rich people live there. I think I may have seen that then in looking for hotels in your area. Because there's one place that looks like apartments, but it's listed as a hotel. And I'm like, this doesn't look right. And why is there a full kitchen in this hotel room? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It was really like lavish. And then I was like, like trying to find a booklet that tell me what to do and they didn't exist and so like yeah it was it was a very weird sorry, experience a booklet to tell you what to do about like, what like these are things to do in town and like oh, okay. this is who how you call the front desk no it was just like ice. This oh, how to get out in case in of it. fire exactly mm-hmm. there's a movie theater in it in the hotel yeah not in the room a small no. There were there were three TVs. In and our did room, you watch though. Beetlejuice in the movie theater? No, in the movie theater they're getting Kingsman too. So I googled it to see how gory it was. They just have I HBO. I, that's all. I also I think I tried to call you ask how gory it was, or maybe I didn't. My and, mom apparently has been calling me for days, and my phone just doesn't let uh, any calls through. So. But I read that there's a meat grinder scene where people's heads are put in meat grinders, so I decided not to watch it. Side note, uh, James told me that Hereditary is not scary. No, he doesn't count because he <laughs> watches like. You could be gory and not scary, and Mar- that's not what Marissa's looking for. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, scary, oh, just tell boring. her to go see it. It's so boring. <laughs> Icebreaker. On that note, I'm sorry, guys. I'm never going to drink before this podcast again. My icebreaker is if you were rich like balls to the wall rich tell me one major way your life would change oh, i'd move out of this horrible apartment of mine that everybody in my life except me loves <laughs> i love your apartment or or i would like redo my whole apartment without asking anybody you know like in management i'm sorry why Cause because then they would be like what and you'd be like i have all the money in the world yeah i'd be like i'm gonna buy this building Okay, so you're no. going to buy the building with your apartment you hate. <laughs> That's really great. No, um, one of the things that uh, listeners may or may not realize is that if you rent an apartment for a long enough time, they don't update anything in your apartment as long as you're in there. They're just like... They update everyone else's yeah, around As you. people move out, the one next door to you gets updated, but yours doesn't because you're still there. No, if I had all the money in the world, I would move out of this terrible town. I would stop uh, working and find something that I was genuinely interested in and do that instead. Okay. We'd be neighbors probably, too. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. It would be fun. I'd like my city more. Yeah, I would work freelance. I wouldn't stop working, but I would stop working for, like, I would stop having a boss. I would be my own boss, and this is very telling. I would start getting treatments to my face. As early as possible. I would have already had laser treatments to my face. <laughs> treatments that are not plastic surgery. Okay. Yep. Yep. I'm afraid of wrinkles, Pete. I didn't know it was going to be this bad, but I am. Oh, I'm sorry. So on that note, what are you going to tell us? Wrinkles can be scary. They can. Just like Friday the 13th, which is when this episode comes out. <laughs>
Marissa, when I say Friday the 13th, what do you think about? Black cats and the movie and a cursed day. Black cats, that's interesting. Yeah. So I imagine that most people would think of the horror franchise in American cinema featuring the exploits of hockey mask killer Jason. Oh, I keep thinking it's the one with Freddy Krueger. That's Nightmare on Elm Street. I originally miswrote that and it had ski mask killer. <laughs> and I was like, wait, no, that's that's not scary at all. Um, he has been everywhere from Crystal Lake, New Jersey, to New York, New York, to Scranton, Pennsylvania, all the way out to space. When was he in Scranton? He was in Scranton, Pennsylvania before he went to space. What happened was he was in a facility in Scranton and they went to transport him somewhere else. And then when they went to do that, some cryogenic thing went wrong. And Why was he in Scranton, that's not relevant to anybody. No, it's really not. That's weird. We may also recognize this day as a superstitious type of thing. One, a day uh, where people are more prone to things going wrong, harm coming upon them, or generally just things going bad from like dealing with crappy personalities to straight up dying. But when you try to find the origins of the superstition, you come across one line that sums it up pretty well. Friday the 13th is a meme. A meme? <laughs> Yeah, it's something that someone just made up and other people spread until it became a Western phenomenon of awfulness. No, don't take that away from me. Then it became a horror franchise. I don't and like it. Tell me lies. I will give you a bunch of evidence, but I will also editorialize the whole way through. Italian cultures fear Friday the 17th. And now this one, I realize I'm going to get a little pushback because I am neither Greek nor Hispanic, but you are Hispanic. According to Wikipedia, Hispanic and Greek cultures fear Tuesday the 13th. No. Or, I don't know, maybe I'm too Americanized. I've never heard that in my life. Ask your parents. They'll also check it. Uh, Jason was not the first fictionalized Friday the 13th either in 1907. A guy named Thomas W. Lawson, who just couldn't get enough money, uh, decided to write a book called Friday the 13th. Friday, comma, the 13th. All words. No, no numbers. Uh, a novel in which a stockbroker, which he actually was in real life, takes advantage of investors and the market in a panicked frenzy of a day. Ooh, spooky! Happened to be on Friday the 13th. Um, it's not so much a spooky thing, but a lot of things went bad for people in the story. Uh, this is a few years after two Wall Street panics in 1893 and 1896, so this was amidst many unknowns. Um... Yeah, it was topical at the time. Okay. Now, history.com, which I figured is going to be the more reliable. There's a number of different websites that list out the same stuff over and over again. So I went with history.com to kind of water it down for me. Now, I want everybody to realize that I am Christian. <laughs> I don't have a problem with Christians. I do have a problem with uh, age-old legends like Friday the 13th that come from Christians because not everybody's Christian. And I feel like if you're a Jewish person who is afraid of Friday the 13th, I don't know. It just doesn't seem fair to me <laughs> that, that yeah. uh, all these traditions go back like this um, and, and we sort of source them from Christian lore and then it sort of spreads into other things. But I'm sure there's a lot of you know atheists out there that still might be superstitious about the 13th. Maybe not. Yeah, I don't think only religious people are. I think no one even knows what it comes from. So... That's the thing. The first number of these have to do with... Actually, all of it has to do with Christian tradition. According to uh, biblical tradition, uh, 13 guests attended the Last Supper. So that's 13. That was on a Thursday. Jesus and his 12 apostles. Add that up, it's 13. The next day was a Friday, uh, and that's when Jesus was crucified. Okay. 
some people say that having 13 people at the Last Supper um, was sort of like tempting death on that day um, because he died the next day. Uh, but that doesn't really make a lot of sense to me because like you're mixing a superstition with religion. And then, then shouldn't that sort of be a day of salvation because he died for your sins? Uh, though Friday's negative connotation. So uh, basically, they split this up into two things. They said, here's a bunch of reasons why 13 is considered a, a scary and bad thing. Here's a bunch of reasons why Fridays are considered bad things. And then we just smash the two together. Oh, it's Friday that's the 13th. Lame. Friday has negative connotations, but they're a little bit weaker. They also come from Christianity. Uh, this this makes this is difficult for me. Okay. Uh, Jesus was crucified on a Friday. Okay, we'll give you that. But I bet you if you talk to any religious scholar, they'd be like, no, it wasn't necessarily a Friday. We just put it on Friday on the calendar because oh, <laughs> it just works sure. out right. <laughs> uh, Friday was also, I'm air quoting, okay, guys. Uh, Friday was also said to be the day that Eve gave Adam the fateful apple from the Tree of Knowledge. Nobody knows. There wasn't even oh, a calendar. There wasn't a calendar. <laughs> as yeah. well as the day that Cain Who's killed his that? brother Abel. <laughs> I couldn't really find any sources on that everybody just says according to christian tradition but like i've been christian my whole life and i've never heard, never heard that in my life and then on friday <laughs> eve goes hey you want an apple so it's a little weird next up is the knights of the templar marissa do you know anything about them isn't that linked to masons oh. or am i wrong knights templar excuse me um i believe that they are a type of yeah, I think they would be considered because they are considered a Catholic military order. Um, Sounds weird. Some people think that Friday the 13th came from them, too. But again, they're sort of Catholic guys. Uh, Friday the 13th in 1301, uh, a date that is sometimes linked with this superstition. King Philip IV ordered Jacques de Molay uh, and scores of other French Templars to be simultaneously arrested. Oh, that's a person? It sounds like a food. No. Um, Lay. Okay, they got arrested. That's all. It goes on to say that the Templars were charged with numerous other offenses, such as financial corruption, fraud, and secrecy. They were tortured as that's heretics. That's not anything. They were tortured as heretics. But, like, I don't think they arrested them and immediately tortured them in the same day. So why is Friday the 13th a bad day? It yeah. should be the day that they were all tortured simultaneously. Okay. Then we sort of have some other things that come up. Um, it was not until the... Uh, next up is Snopes, actually. I kind of went with Snopes because... I like Snopes. They do a lot of comprehensive research, and I don't have to do it myself. Um, let's see. The early part of the 20th century, regular expressions of Friday the 13th as a day of evil luck started popping up in the press. Uh, they searched the New York Times and the Los Angeles Times for references. Both newspapers. First mention is 1908. I took this selection from uh, about a U.S. senator from Oklahoma who dared to tempt fate by introducing 13 bills on Friday the 13th. Oh, stupid. Like, he did it on purpose? The senator from Oklahoma is a Cherokee Indian, and he places the Indian sign on the ancient superstition. Today, he introduced 13 public bills, and by a queer coincidence, the file numbers ran from 6,013 to 6,125, inclusive. There is little likelihood that the public building bills at this session will carry any uh, uh, but the most pressing improvements. So basically, it was like, here's like five good laws, and then I can't do math really fast, but like the, the rest are just bullshit so that I can say I did 13 on 13. Okay. 
Um, however, Snopes makes uh, points out that this very early, the earliest that they can find in the New York Times and the LA Times, describes the uh, day as being an ancient superstitious day. Be- being that f- So basically the first written reference that they can find of this date, they in the article they say, uh, being introduced on an ancient, you know, superstitious day is a little questionable. So, I don't know. Okay. Basically, it's inconclusive, and yeah. So the next thing I thought that would be pretty entertaining for all of us, uh, being that it is Friday the 13th, is what has happened on Friday the 13th. Maybe enough bad things have happened that we can all be scared of it by the end of this episode, right? Okay, yeah. However, if you ask me, there are 365 days in most years. There are billions of people in the world. Bad shit has happened on every day of the week, every day on the calendar. Yeah. So to me, no surprise uh, that there have been floods, snowstorms, lightning strikes, etc. Acts of nature. I skip all of those. But there is a guy named Sam Patch who is a daredevil of his day, and he jumped down Niagara Falls and survived in 1829. Oh, okay. Weeks later, it was Friday the 13th, and he tried to repeat the same feat, jumping Genesee Falls also in new york but this time he died oh uh tragic as it may be though it was kind of like his choice <laughs> like he yeah. could have done it any day of the week <laughs> but he did die you know i guess we'll give you that one um he, he, the next one's probably most disturbing and marissa you might be familiar with this i'm gonna sort of pause right now because there's a spider crawling up my wall and i'm gonna Ew. kill it oh jeez it just the spider has disappeared. The spider has disappeared, guys. It's going to kill me during this episode. So one of the more scary things that actually did happen on Friday the 13th is October 13th, 1972. There was a plane that crashed in the Andes Mountains, killing 12 passengers immediately. Okay. okay. There were 28 that remained, and they were stranded in the glacier-like mountains of Argentina. After waiting for help for 10 days, they got word on a transistor radio that they had that the search for them was called off. Fearing the worst and needing to survive, they, ate each they, other. Re- they resorted to eating the bodies of the fellow passengers. After being missing for 17 days, they suffered an avalanche which killed eight more of the survivors. From there, um, some of the strongest set out to look for help. Ultimately, 16 people were saved in the end, and this was 72 days after the crash. So people survived in these Arctic-like temperatures uh, for 72 days. Crazy. of them died or 13 of them survived yeah you're right that would have helped on now okay i agree with you if 13 people had survived it would have given a little bit more but still that would have been 13 people who survived 72 days after the plane went down and of course the plane going down is probably the scariest part of course no you know what 72 divided by 13 i think eating your fellow passengers is probably the scariest part this is Pete cutting in to confirm that mathematically, no, it's not a thing. Oh, oh, this might add to the to the sort of like spookiness of the day, right? Same exact day, Marissa. You follow okay. me? October thirteenth, nineteen seventy-two. Another plane crashed in Russia. With okay. the other one, with the uh, Andes Mountain one, twelve passengers died immediately. On this one, one hundred and seventy-four people totally dead. Okay. Nobody survives the crash. Uh, this crash itself has mysterious circumstances nobody really seems to know why it happened uh except that it was tragically a more common story in that the plane started descent uh for landing and it never leveled off to fly onto the runway it just crashed right into oh that's so scary 
Yeah. So a lot of sources credit that to pilot error or me- mechanical malfunction of some sort. As you would. Nobody, nobody says like, oh, gremlins were on the wing and it was super scary Friday the 13th. Uh, what else do we have? You know, this one, eh, in 1821, the founder of the KKK was born it's on not- Friday, July, July 13th. <laughs> Nathan Bedford Forrest was a slave trader and a slave owner. He was a Confederate general, and he was the first leader of the KKK. Two years before his death, he took some uh, very, 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 if you ask me, late steps uh, toward redemption, left the clan behind uh, before leaving Earth behind. He died from complications related to diabetes. His death was on Monday the 29th, Ooh, that's Friday the 13th. The last date I will give you, Marissa, is Friday, April 13th, 2029. Okay. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Pete. Nothing has happened that day. It's not 2029 yet. (laughs) You would be correct. (laughs) But some have said that this is close to the date that the asteroid 99942 Apophis (laughs) will cruise past Earth, if we're lucky. If we're unlucky, it will cruise into Earth. What do you say is close to the date? Well, I don't think they can pinpoint the exact date that this thing is coming. That's not a thing. Exactly. But as as much as someone picked it, you know, um, enough that they added it to a list of scary things that could happen on Friday the 15th. Okay. But since 2006, these estimates have been revamped, and it is a slimmer chance that the asteroid will be coming into our town uh, that day. Um, although, <laughs> that is only to say that there are eight other threats that are a higher priority than this one which means out of all the asteroids in the universe, this is still in the top 10. So that's pretty good. Um, Ultimately, what I've discovered, of course, is that people fear Friday the 13th for the same reason that people fear most things. It's because someone told them to fear it. Um, But of course, we cannot be, you know, we can't expect people to use rational thought to quell all of their fears. It wouldn't make any sense. If we only trusted our own individual experiences, we wouldn't know very much because each of us hasn't had the ability to, say, split an atom or travel to space or eat at some wonderful corner restaurant in Italy. But, of course, if we were in Italy, we'd be fearing Friday the 17th, so wouldn't be a yeah. big deal. And apparently if you were Hispanic... Tuesday the apparently. 13th. <laughs> That's what the white man tells me. That's Friday the 13th for yeah, you. Yeah, so you made it a lot less spooky than it was. You succeeded in making me think it's nothing. Yeah. So- that's what got- you wanted. Mission accomplished. <laughs> if you wanted to take the magic out of my life, you win. Marissa, every single day is spooky and scary. <laughs> right? I know. Every single day someone is eating another person in the Andes, okay? so I don't know if that's a statistic <laughs> that's based on something, but okay. Nope. So Marissa, why don't you remind everybody why we should be scared? You should be scared because haunted house. <laughs> yep. Marissa. So Pete reminded me, we have a Excel sheet or something that has ideas of topics. And he's like, you have haunted houses on it. And I was like, I don't know what I meant by that. But I tried to think back. And I was thinking that maybe I wanted to talk about weird haunted houses that exist. And most likely I wanted to talk about those hell houses. Have you heard of hell houses? I am willing to listen. What if you weren't? That'd be really weird. <laughs> No. They're like, no. Al- they're like la la la. <laughs> they're like alternative haunted houses that like churches put on. Oh yes, that yes, are yes. like okay. a cautionary tale where they like depict like school shootings and abortions 
And I was reading about one where it's like, a girl's accused of a lesbian, so she commits suicide. And I'm like, what? There's a great so, uh, episode of This American Life which covers that, although I wouldn't know how to tell you how to find that. I thought there was one called the Hell House. Apparently churches around the country have Hell Houses. When it comes to regular haunted houses, I figured I knew the worst of it. Uh, my family lives in the country, and they have a haunted house there where you navigate through a supposedly real haunted house separate from the haunted house there is a rumor that, you know, like, people kill themselves there or something. So it's a scary building in itself, and it's only open during the haunted house time. And you have to navigate through darkness. There's no, there's no like, pathway. There's no guide guiding you. And oh people, it's really intense, and people come really close to, like, touching you. And it's a little bit offensive at times. There's, like, this thing where, like, a priest, like, throws a baby at you or something. And, like, what's in your hand? It's a tissue. The spider's back. Oh, okay. And uh, at the end, people with chainsaws chase about. So I think that's pretty bad. And then there's one in Philly where they turn a real historical jail to a very Ooh, long time. I've been through that. Yeah, and there's like two tiers. You could either do the one where nobody touches you, or you could opt in for people being allowed to touch you and being allowed to separate you from the group. I went one year and it wasn't scary. But then last year, there was a room where it was all red lights, then fog came, then you could see gigantic bug people come, pull some of the people away. And it was horrifying. I kind of thought that's as bad as haunted houses get, because I didn't think like, you could really like, do anything too crazy. So I googled, like, where does haunted houses? And I thought it was going to be like quirky stuff, or like I said, like the religious ones. So this turned into something I didn't think it was going to be. So I'm going to highlight three haunted houses that I can't believe exist. And they get progressively, either progressively worse or just progressively more mysterious. So the first one is called Blackout or Blackout Haunted House. And Blackout is in a few different areas. I think it started in L.A. I think they have one in New York, maybe something else. And maybe they've even brought it to more places since then. It's a haunted house for racists, where everyone's no. black. <laughs> Though, yeah, wouldn't be a surprise if that existed because uh, people are terrible. Yep. Um, the founders of Blackout describe it as more performance art than haunted house. Um, in its haunted house, participants are sent into the event, all of them individually, and they are not allowed to speak at all, and they are allowed to scream. That's about it. And at they the, are allowed to scream. Yeah, but no talking. Okay. At the start of each blackout event, a performer may ask participants about their worst fears and physical shortcomings. Nope. And then they sometimes use that to tailor the event, like I would, I would think so. I would um, lie to them. So people have gone through blackout, have talked about getting groped, being forced to put things in their mouths, um, getting faux waterboarded. Walking down a hallway covered in quote-unquote used condoms and dealing with scenarios like people peeing on them. So I read a like play-by-play account of someone going through blackout on the website crack.com, and I will just highlight some of the notable experiences in there. Notable. Yeah. By the way, blackout constantly changes, so what I say now might totally change from someone else's experience. I hope so. So... Uh, when this person experienced blackout, uh, after entering and wandering through a pitch black area, 
he came across a lit area with a woman watching TV. And she had tape over her mouth. And she was stirring something in like a dirty pail. And she asked you to sit next to her. And then you see that she is watching uh, the autopsy of a deer. Uh, The woman then makes you taste whatever it is she's mixing in the pail, and you have no idea what it is. Do you have to? The only thing is you have a safe word. But I think if you say the safe word, you get taken out, and then it's done. Yeah. So, unless you want to be done with it, I think you have to. If it's like, hey, sit next to me, and I'm like, no, I'm cool. Then I don't know, maybe she'll grab you. They're allowed to touch you in this one. Um, So then the woman takes off one of your shoes and your socks, and then leads you into a room with condoms all over the floor. And someone in that room starts... No, no, no. See, that was fine when I had shoes on. Yeah, one of your shoes is off. And you don't have... And I can hop. I can hop. And then someone in that room starts physically, like, grinding their body on you. Then later on, that could be nice. they tie your hands behind your back and apparently put a real plastic bag over your head. And the person who was in there described that they, like, used their tongue to take the plastic bag off their head. If they didn't think to do that, I don't know what would have happened. Um, I mean, I assume if they see you struggling... That's some tongue. I assume they take it off if they see you struggling to breathe, but that's scary. Uh, and then they push you into a room where a an actually naked man is simulating rape with a woman shackled on a bed. They then push you on the bed next I'm to the sorry. woman being fake raped. Is it actual man? No, actual Is it an actual... <laughs> okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> the fact that he's naked. Uh, okay. Then the rapist <laughs> brings you to a bathroom where he vomits into a toilet... And then he makes you, you stick your hand into the toilet with his vomit, or quote-unquote vomit, to retrieve a set of keys. Marisol, I just want everybody to know this is much more graphic than people eating other people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and there's much more, but that's the worst of it. Uh, so the haunted house has mixed reviews. According to the, oh, yeah, really? according to the Los Angeles <laughs> Times, which I'm like, really? The Los Angeles Times says that Blackout is visually artful and occasionally kind of beautiful, evoking early ambi- ambient horror films. I don't know. I don't know how you get away with like simulated rape. That sounds weird. And feminist publications such as Exo Jane lazy too. criticized the event's concept and wrote that they were, they were not entirely comfortable with the idea that simulated sexual assault and torture should be marketed as entertainment. The fact that they're only yeah. not entirely comfortable kind of shocked me. Because I would think there'd be far more outcry. Yeah. That's, like, intense. What year was that from? Mm, I don't remember. Because that could, that could play a part. You a couple years ago. to track it down. Yeah. So I was like, wow, that's crazy. I assume that's as crazy as it does. So let's go to Heretic. Heretic, I think, also started in L.A., but I think it travels around the world. These are like, I would call this a boutique haunted house experience. That's me, (laughs) that's not what they said. But Heretic tests the boundaries of art in an ultra-realistic underground event, was one one website says. Uh, Heretic is one of the most extreme immersive horror experiences 
mind you, it's not a haunted house, centered on strong narratives, intelligent themes, and unmatched physical situations, sexual tones, brutal aggression, unmatched. and intense situations to be expected. And it is warned that a heretic experience may include simulated rape, nudity, gore, simulated ta- torture, claustrophobia, brutal aggression, and physicality. And in order to attend a heretic event, all guests must apply, then they must submit to a full medical examination, and then they must sign a waiver. Now, to participate in a heretic event, uh, this is the part I was confused about. I wasn't, I think you choose your extremity level, or it might be that certain events have extremity levels, but I think you choose the extremity level. And it's from 1 to 11. From 1 to 5 is mild physical uh, aggression with no simulated torture. 7 to 8 includes intense scenarios, more aggression, mild simulated torture, and simulated violence. 9 to 10 is very intense with heavy doses of physical aggression, manhandling, simulated torture and horror violence, nudity, graphic subject matter, and level 11 is high aggression level. Oh, you know what? Yeah, events have levels. You don't pick the level. Uh, 11 is very high aggression that will have limited ticket availability. This level will contain everything listed above and more. And the only attending guests will have information as to what experience will entail. That creeps me out. I don't like that. If you can't even say it. Okay. So now I'm going to give you like a synopsis of a few different events. Because like every year they have different themes. Like any good horror or haunted house should. Although I know it's an immersive horror experience. (laughs) So Hex. The theme of Hex is you enter a sleep clinic to face your nightmares in a blood-soaked bed that hosted a real-life murder. Oh, heck. (laughs) You take a sleep aid, don't know if that's real or not, let it enter your system, and then get tucked into bed while your nightmares torment you. You will exit covered in blood, scratches, and bruises. That's real. They will touch you and hurt you. I saw pictures of people at the end of it, like they have like a victim's page. And yeah, it looks like you have a lot of blood on you, your clothes are usually torn, and you usually look unhappy. I want to make a happy house. <laughs> yeah, I really like that. Where you go through a happy house, and somebody's like, hey, you look pretty. <laughs> hey, have a hug. <laughs> Wait, did you sign the waiver before I hug you? <laughs> vanish. The synopsis is, if you've ever wanted to escape your past and vanish, seek out Mr. Sloth and his girls at a seedy hotel in Hesperia. He will send you to the house of the devil in which you will face your demons, the sins of your past. If you survive that, you will be stripped of your clothes in a 28-degree desert, be wrapped in darkness, and be ready to be transformed into a new person. Don't know what that means. (laughs) I have two more. Well, Marissa, I think it was uh, pretty explicit. <laughs> Bye. Dread. If you are claustrophobic, that is not. This is not the show for you. You enter increasingly smaller and smaller spaces until you are placed in a body bag and buried alive, not for the faint of heart. Last. Sleep. Guests will be bound, held down, or guided through the hour-long experiences. 
which simultaneously forces you to watch a series of disturbing vignettes that swirl around you. In between these vignettes, guests will be moved to other rooms where they will consume cannabis, either flowers, edibles, or wax. So that one is scary because you're under the influence. So they F with you while you're eating cannabis. Like, that's real. They do give you cannabis. Yeah. There's a whole bunch more, but I just thought that give you a, a taste of it. So, okay. Again, I still thought it was the worst of it. Then they had one where it was like a collaboration event where it was them and like another organization and they wouldn't give you the synopsis on their website. You had to go to another website. So I was like, this seems weird. <laughs> so I went to that and let me tell you about Haunted Basil. Okay. Hey, and you found all these on the yeah. surface web. Oh, man. So come on. This That's is all child's play. <laughs> the Haunted Basil is on the dark web. Okay, so Haunted Basil is a private event. Admission tickets cannot be purchased at the door, and you can only take part if you receive a personal invitation. You will have to apply. That's what I was expecting. I was expecting an invitation-based yeah. thing. Yeah, you have to apply, and if they, I guess, like whatever you bring to the table, they'll give you. What are you doing with your life that you're applying for this stuff? Also, there's like a code of honor where you're not supposed to say what happens. There are some reviews, but they're very vague. They will be like, they then made you succumb to death. And death had a lot of physicality, but none that I couldn't handle. <laughs> okay. So, this is known for its brutal physicality and ambitious settings. Um, oh, wait. Oops. I'm sorry. Wait, wait, wait. I made a mistake. I cut and pasted in the wrong spot. I had something else that I wanted to say to you, but this is back to Heretic, the one that I just talked about. Uh, so in Heretic, the one I just talked about, um, people have gone to the desert to dig their own graves, and Heretic also has overnight experiences in which you experience terror for 12 hours. Just wanted you to know that. Okay, oh. back to Haunted Basil, which will... I bet it costs a lot. Oh, I'm sure. They won't, they won't tell you the price fees? until you're like invited. Yeah. Back to Haunted Basil, which doesn't actually tell you anything that happens, which is why I close it on this, because like, you don't even know. Okay. In Haunted Basil, they say... For understandable reasons, we cannot reveal exactly what will happen during the show. The following situations may, but might not occur. The list is exhaustive. <laughs> so let me tell you some things that might happen in Haunted Basil. You may be pushed, touched, or handled aggressively, both physically and mentally. You may get bruises or suffer other minor injuries. You may experience long periods of time alone in the dark. <clears throat> You may stay in an uncomfortable position for a long, prolonged period. Simulated forced taking of medication or taking it yourself. Simulated sexually oriented, oriented scenes and situations. Nakedness. Forced removal or destruction of your clothing, or you might be instructed to remove your clothing yourself. Contact with electric current. This sounds all sex-based. Yeah, exposure to electric current. <laughs> To influence brainwaves and emotional state. Restricted breathing for a certain period. Contact with water and dirt. Contact with simulated body fluids. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You lost me <laughs> to dirt, okay? <laughs> Prolonged periods of time in a confined space. 
Repugnant smells that could lead to vomiting. Extremely loud music or sounds or absolute silence for a prolonged period. Okay. The exact location is will be announced 24 hours before the event. Now, that's the end of my notes, but some other stuff that I remember reading is that they instruct you to show up no more than 15 minutes early. If you're late, you can't do it. And they ask you to leave right after it finishes and not to stay there longer. So I don't really understand why. And, yeah. yeah, they're really weird. So that one is one I read reviews. And, yeah, like this one, I guess, is like this choose-your-own-adventure thing where, like, there's it's three days long. You're experiencing something for three days. And then depending on the decision you make, they might, quote-unquote, kill you. And during – oh, all these are safe words. If you say your safe word, you're taken out, and no refund, but, like, you're, you're done. You can't go back in. But apparently this one, if you, quote-unquote, get set to death, you lose your safe word, and all you get is a word that allows them to ease up on you. But they will never stop. This one sounds like sex-based. I'm like, just, like, wrong, because... Oh, wait, was a heretic. One of them... Like, when you ask like, about me, it's like, the founder decided to have his friends inflict physical pain on him to see the extent which he could endure, and then it turned into an art installation, and then this hat, and I was like, that doesn't even seem linked. Like, what? Yeah. So, yeah, basically. But, if you <laughs> master laughter yoga, then it won't hurt. Yes. So guys, basically I wanted to give you a presentation on like fun cookie haunted houses, but instead I realized there's a whole bunch of like fetish torture porn places you can go to. I don't find that exciting. I love haunted houses. You couldn't pay me to go to one of these. I do not want to be hurt. I do not want my breathing restricted. I do not want like... I don't want somebody sneaking up behind me and like touching me on the shoulder. Do you think be like, oh. Anyone goes to these besides like fetish people? It just sounds like again, like you got to have a bunch of money and just nothing better to do. With it. I'm not saying I'm not saying people can't be into whatever they're into, but I don't I don't understand like, that one. You must like want to die, and like you're like after this, I'll either still want to die or I'll know how much I value my life. Like yeah, that's really weird. So, everybody had a cautious Friday the 13th. Don't go out there into any spooky, uh, you know, like, violent thing, haunted houses or horror experiences. Why did um, you say it like that? Because I think it sounds dumb. Okay. Horror experiences. Hey, guys. This is Pete coming in to tell you that the uh, rest of the show sounds like absolute garbage. Um, if you were picking up on the pops that were coming out of Marissa's audio for the past few minutes, uh, that got even more annoying. And then for some reason, it also, it started to like pull out parts of our audio. So that kind of sucks. Uh, but such is life when you have no budget for your podcast that you're doing with your best friend. So what are you going to do? Thanks for listening. Marissa was plugging her brother's red bubble account so look up carlos phillips images i believe i hope uh on Redbubble. buy some of his stuff i'll plug that too because i was just plugging stuff that has nothing to do with me all right call us up 570 pod wad one tell us that you love us even though our audio sucks 
and tell us about your Friday the 13th fears, experiences, superstitions, what have you. Anyway, have a good week. We'll do better next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.